Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today you'll hear a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, His Giving Changed My Living. In today's message, Pastor Dobbs talks about how as we continue to give, it is going to change our living. And the ultimate example is when God gave his only begotten son. Our lives were changed for the better. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you are empowered and equipped by today's message. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. Talking about when he will be hung on the cross. In verse 15, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. In verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world through him, but that the world through him might be saved. And in verse 18, he who believes in him is not condemned. But he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In verse 16, this is going to be our focus this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave, notice this, he loved to the point that he gave. He gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And again, for God so loved the world because he loved, he what? Gave. Thank God for God being a giver. And based on that, and I know we normally say I give and exchange our living, but I want to talk to you from his giving changed my living. Say that with me. His giving changed my living. All right, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word this morning. The atmosphere is full of your presence, God. Thank you for you're preparing our hearts and minds to receive what thus saith the Lord. We bind the enemy right now that will try to hinder or stop what Jesus is doing. But, Father, let us all be ready and on 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 point to receive what thus saith the Lord. Let us stay focused, Father, bind the enemy that will try to distract us and cause us to miss what God has for us this morning. Father, we need your word. We're we're like you, the scripture says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the living God. Father, we need your word to live by, to make decisions by, to, to think and how to talk and how to act by, Father. We thank you for that word this morning. Thank you for all these precious saints that came to receive your word today because we all need to live and we, we all are agree that we walk by faith and not by sight. And we thank you for increasing our faith this day. In Jesus' name we pray. Let those that agree say amen. For those of you who were at the uh, APOR, Place of Refuge, Refuge Connection, I should say, Christmas Social, some of you heard the remarks that Bishop made, Bishop Walker, our overseer of the Refuge Connection, when he talked about giving. And I'm paraphrasing, but he talked about how he had studied giving. Um, and one conclusion he made, in which I concur, is that God is the ultimate giver. 
God is the ultimate giver. And when you look throughout scripture, you look throughout the word of God, you see that God is constantly giving. Whether directly or indirectly, we all are benefits, benefactors, I should say, of God's giving. There's not one step you could make if God was not a giver. You could not even breathe if God was not a giver. You couldn't even raise your hand. You couldn't, the blood would not flow through your body if God was not a giver. And not only that, the food that is grown on a day by day basis that farmers, uh, grab, you know, uh, excuse me, harvest and reproduce and so forth and it ends up in our grocery stores. God is the ultimate source of that particular item. If you ate food yesterday or today, God is the ultimate source of what you ate. If you drunk water today or yesterday or some form of water, God is the ultimate source of water. Scripture says in him we live and we move and we have our being. God is our ultimate giver. He's the ultimate giver. And as we read throughout scripture, my desire for us to continue to grasp in our mind, will, and emotions that God is the ultimate giver. He's the only one that can truly make our lives better. And many of us have tried many different avenues to try to make our own life better. But we realize when we did it God's way, that was the only way that lasted. You can get temporary uh, feel better moments. But something that's going to last more than just a moment, something that's going to be a part of your lifestyle, you need God to be your ultimate giver. And he, and this is what I love about God. He don't mind giving to you neither. He don't, he's, when he gives, he does not try to hold anything back. He is the ultimate giver. How many agree that God is the ultimate giver based on everything I've said so far? Now, so this is where we need to go. We must believe, put our trust in, have the ultimate confidence in the ultimate giver if we're going to receive this life-changing experience. You know what I love about God? <laughs> I'm telling you, and God is so good. The Bible says this, it rains on the just as well as the unjust. In other words, God take care of folks that don't even tell him thank you. I mean, he, he, he take care of folks, and, and let's be honest, some of us have not told God thank you for everything he done for us, but we have been in a position that we came back into the house of God and said, you know what, God, you've been good to me. Oh, yeah, you've been better to me than I've been to myself. And again, as we, as we have studied this series on mercy, we thank God for his great love and those we talked about the other day, his rich mercy. God has great love and not, not only that, Rich mercy. Mercy is already wonderful when it comes from God. But notice this, what Paul picked up, he has rich mercy. And God has been merciful to all of us in this sanctuary. And we're so grateful for his great love and his rich mercy. Now, we see in our Savior's example in John 3 and 16. Notice what John 3 and 16 says. For God so loved the world. Now, remember now, God is the ultimate giver. He's the ultimate giver. So notice this. He loved the world to the point that he gave. He gave. He gave. Now I want you to understand when God loves something, he gives. He gives. I was going to say this point for later, but I think it's a good point to interject right here. Uh, 
what causes God to give? And then think about what causes you to give. Many of us put up with things because we love. Love an object greater than what we're putting up with. Think about this. The reason some of us put up with things that work like we do is because we love something that's not a part of that work. So we put up with things at work. Some of us would have quit our job a long time ago if, the, if we didn't have a greater love somewhere else. But God put something in us that caused us to be sustained in that particular place that we're at. And if you're, cause you gotta understand something. When stuff begin to get horrendous on your job or your place of business, then you understand that it's going to take love for you to stay there. Love of your children will cause you to stay on a job you may or may not like. Love for your family will cause you to put up with a supervisor that you may or may not like. The love for uh, God will cause you to, 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 to take stuff. You normally would, would come back with a quick, but you choose not to because of a love of a savior. That is the, what, this is the kind of love we're talking about. See, love is prevalent everywhere we go. Every day of our life, we are being influenced by love either directly or indirectly. And so when we say love, when we talk about God so loved the world that he gave, we see that God was influenced by the object of his love, which is the world. And thank God that he loved us enough to say, to give. Because and, and this is what I thought about too. God would not give something unless he saw a need in the object that he was given to. He saw that, oh, this world need, need me. And, and I know what, I agree with God too. We needed it for him to give. Oh, in fact, I needed for him to give. I imagine many of us in the sanctuary have came to the conclusion we all needed for God to give. Because if not, we would not be in the sanctuary this morning. In fact, we would not be on our way to heaven this morning if God had not given like he had given. So when he bestowed upon us and he gave and he furnished the necessary things present, he committed his only begotten son. It is more than a notion to commit to others something or someone that you value, especially when they may not even value what you give them. I, I, you know, we've all been down that store. We've given a gift. We worked hard for that gift. And sometimes the people we give it to did not appreciate what we gave them. You ever seen somebody, you give them a gift and they turn their nose up at the gift? And, and, and you, and, and you pray. You know, cause you know, oh, I know they didn't turn their nose up. You see, you no, know, before you even thought about it, you're like, I know they didn't turn their nose up at what I gave them. Listen, or somebody, you gave somebody a gift and they look at somebody, oh. You're like, oh my goodness. You expected more than a, oh. That, and that notice, that's all you gave me? He's like, oh, 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 Lord, help us in here. Now, can you imagine the Savior of the world when he gave this gift to the world? Oh, God. Boy, he had, that's why he God and not us. Because I can imagine if I had gave my only son to a world, to, no, see, he didn't give him just to save folks. He gave him to the world. And the world, one definition of the world, those that are separated from God. He gave he gave 
And he did it, and God did it, knowing that some people would reject him. Oh, he he know he know what God doing, boy. I tell you, God know what he's doing. And he a lot better than many of us. I, I don't even admit that I'm, I'm on that kind of even level right now. Because if I give you something and you don't like it, oh, yeah, I'm going to make you sure you're going to remember that. You might not get, get another gift from me for months and years to come. Because why? You don't appreciate what I've given you. Oh, some of you know how, how it is. Some of you have given a gift and you spent X number of dollars. You may have spent $200 on that gift and they didn't appreciate it. Oh, you went down next year. Oh, you might have went down 100, 150. Oh, you say, well, I ain't going to spend all the money on that gift on the EFO because they don't appreciate what I give them. You, might, you say, well, they, they might get a leftover. In fact, some of us have went to the point that we have re-gifted gifts to some folks because we know they didn't appreciate when you went out and did with all that effort. Well, some of y'all know what re-gifting is. Well, y'all pray for y'all, the rest of us then. So he, he gave. He gave. He gave. And, but God is a giver. In fact, God been given so long. In fact, in the beginning, God was given. In the beginning. In the beginning, God gave. Go to John chapter 1. Same book. Change John chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. See, God made all things. When you come looking around the earth, God made all things. The trees outside, God made them. The earth, God made them. Now, I know we got, oh, let me say this to you. God made us as humans too. We did not evolve from some monkey. We were made by God. Oh, yeah. And, and see, sometimes when people say stuff in science books, I used to believe everything I read in a science book. Then I got into the word of God and I said, oh, God, this ain't, this ain't, this, this contradict right here. This contradict. Either I'm coming from a monkey or I come from God. I choose to believe I came from God. I did not evolve from a monkey or ape or as they, as they said. And, and sometimes I used to read stuff like, you know, millions of years ago, this, this, that, and the other happened. And I, I said, you know what? They don't know. Somebody making this stuff up to get somebody to believe that God did not create the heavens and the earth. When you believe that God created the heavens and the earth, then you can, then you got a baseline to understand that God is the ultimate giver. He's the ultimate giver. He is the ultimate giver. And see, he made the heavens and the earth. He made the stars. He made the moon. He made the planets. He made the uh, the earth and everything. God made the earth so good that earth has been sustaining itself for years, years. Thousand years, the earth has been sustaining itself. I mean, think right now. God, he did nothing else to the earth. He has caused everything to sustain itself. Yeah, remember, some of y'all might be old enough to remember, maybe one or two of y'all here. Back in the time, they said, we're going to run out of gas. Boy, people were at the gas station left and right because we're going to run out of gas. I mean, well, they were lining up. We're going to run out of gas. And listen, that was 20, about 20, maybe 30 years ago. We ain't ran out of gas yet. In fact, there was an oil spill off the Gulf, and they spilled millions of gallons. And we still have not ran out of gas yet. Don't you know God know what he's doing? He still provides for us despite what man may do and mess things up. 
And so you know God is the ultimate giver because he keep on giving and his resources do not run out. Isn't it good to know God's resources do not run out? So when God says he's going to supply need, you know that God's resources are unlimited. Man going to run out. I'm going to tell you right now, man can run out. Man may get an attitude and may not give it to you, but God is the ultimate giver. And let me say this to you. He gives out of love. When you think about God gives, he gives out of love. He gives out of love. He gives out of love. I mean, we, we not, some of us work because of love. Some of us give to others because of love. But think about this. To consistently give to somebody, it has to be love. Because you ain't always feel like giving to individuals. Thank y'all for them five amen. I thought about her two and a half right there. Listen, I may give to you every now and then because I love you, but to consistently give, it takes something to consistently give. I'm telling you, it can take, let me tell you, to pay your mortgage every month, it, that takes something. To pay your rent every month, that takes something. Because you, if you were by yourself, I'm tired of paying the mortgage. You'd be unpacked your grip and went somewhere else. I'm keeping my money this month. But because you got family back at home, you say, I better make sure they got somewhere to live in. Listen, some of you right now, you don't buy groceries because you necessarily like everything you buy because your family, you love your family. Thank God for your family. I appreciate them. Some of you buy now, you buy some, you bought some lucky charm because your family like lucky charms. Some of you bought, hey amen, some cheeses because your family like cheeses. You end up being in the store and say, you know what, so-and-so like that. I'm going to buy that right there because they like that right there. You don't necessarily like it, but because you got love, you end up buying something home that you didn't necessarily like because you got love for your family. Look, I know I got two more than two of us, three of us in this room that have bought stuff not because you like it, because, you know, I know my child like it. I know my spouse like it. I know my mother like it. I know my sister like it. And then, especially when you buy it for you, at least expect a thank you. Uh, thank you for buying this. I know you don't like it, but I know you bought it for me. At least thank you. In fact, find somebody in your household. Just look at them and tell them, thank you. Thank you. Thank, what, what my daughter at? Thank you, dog. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Find somebody in the church who may not have somebody. Look at somebody and tell them, thank you. This, this might be the only thank you they get today. So go and tell them, thank you. Are y'all following me here? <laughs> so God made the world. He made the world. And see, he, I'm convinced that he did it out of his love for mankind. He granted us his word. His word means the voice of God. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. His ideas, his concepts, his strategies, the mandate and order of God. And note the value of his word by stating that his word was with God and his word was God. When we share God's word with others, we provide an opportunity for others to experience the power and the gift of salvation. That comes only through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's him sharing his love. We, we thank God for Jesus' deliverance, his protection, his peace, and his prosperity. Hallelujah. Thank God for salvation. So when we talk about God, we believe that God gives because he loves. He's fond of us. He's well. This is what I love about God that we don't quite get sometimes. He's well pleased with us even though we don't do things that are pleasing. Why is that, Pastor? Because he loves you enough to die for you back on the cross at Calvary. I thank God. He, he loved me while I was still a sinner. I was on my way to 
But God loved me enough. He was pleased enough with me to die for me. Even though I didn't, in my mind, I didn't deserve to be died for. In fact, I think about some things I do. I say, God, you still bless me. And I realize what it is after we finish. It, it is his rich mercy. He is his grace that is upon our life. God gives us grace and mercy on a daily basis. Daily basis. But you know one reason I believe God loves? Because he is love. Go to First John 4 and 8. First John 4 and 8. To prove God is love. John picked it up when he was, when he got before God and he began to get revelation from God. He realized that God is love. First John chapter 4 and verse 8. Notice what it says here. He who does not love does not know God. So when you don't know God, then you have not matured in his love for God. But one thing you will know about God, God is love. He's love. So when God gives, see, he gives out of love. When God provides for you, he does it out of love. When God provided salvation for us, he did it out of love. When God put a roof over your head, he did it out of what? When God healed your body, he did it out of what? When God put money in your pocket, it was, he did it out of what? When God does everything he does for you, he does it out of what? He does it out of love. Because why? He is love. When you it, Listen, if you could cut, cut God open and look inside his DNA, you would find love. You wouldn't find hate. You wouldn't find malice or unforgiveness. You would find love. Because God is love. And so when, when God made the heavens and the earth, he did it out of love. He did it out of love. And so when God, God is motivated by his love. So when God bless you with your heart's desire, he does it because he loves you. He don't do it because he's mad with you. He does it out of love. Because he is love. You wonder what God is? He is love. How do you describe God? Love. How do I describe my king, my master, the one who would get on a cross and die for our sin? Nailed to the cross, he did it out of love. When he got in that grave, he got back up because he loved us. God didn't have to take what he took because of, listen, he didn't have that, he did not have to take what he took. He did it because he loved us. You know, when you got that job, it was all because God loves you. You know, when you drove, you got that vehicle, you know, it was because God loves you. You know, when you wear them clothes, you know, it was because God loves you. Let me take it further. You know, when God answered your prayer, he did it because he loved you. You know, when you pray for that person, A or person B, he did it because he loved you. You know, when God protected you from the unseen as well as the seen danger is because he loved you. You know when you ride down the road and that car went your side of the road and then it got back over all of a sudden, he did it because he loves you. He loves you. When you're challenging your body and you took the medicine and you know what, you know, you know that medicine didn't work, work like you wanted it to. But you know when God, when you, get, when you, when you, you look back at your life and you look back what God did and he healed your body, he did it because he Loves us. He is love. He's love. He is love. When you deal with life and you deal with coworkers and you deal, let me tell you something. The reason that you can deal with fellow coworkers right now because of his love. You couldn't do it on your own. It's not natural to do it on your own. 
Naturally speaking, you would have told folks off a long time ago. Some of you be constantly have a job after job because every time they make you mad, you'd have threw something at them. Yeah, no. So y'all, well, I got two folks that's honest with me. Because some, some folks say some stuff. They can say stuff. And boy, you ain't care if you about, boy, I know you didn't say that to me. And you start picking up stuff and you're going to raise back. You're, oh Lord, thank you, Jesus. Because you know the old you would have. Sometimes your children make you want to. Well, because of what? Y'all are slow now. Lord, pray for our children, Lord. In Jesus' name, help our children, God. Oh, God, help them in Jesus' name. All right, here we go. Because of love. It's love. It's love. It's love. When you go, you go in your children's room and that thing is messy as all get out, you don't told them to clean it 15 times. At time number 16, you open up the door and they'll put that, pick up one thing talking about to clean. I picked up the shirt. There are 14 other shirts laying around, but they picked up one shirt. And you still feed them? It's love. It's still love. It's love. When your children come to you and they ask you for money, and you just gave money the other day. What happened to them I gave you the other day? I bought me some. But you know you needed this, that this was coming up. Why didn't you save a little bit for you did it out of. But I'm telling you something. Love is more powerful and more relevant in more aspects of our life that we think about. But understand something. You're not the author of love. You are not the beginning of love. You are not the ending of love. You don't cause love the word. It's because of him. It's because of Jesus. Cause when you find yourself doing something nice to somebody, just know it's God's love working through you. Oh, I'm going to help you. God must be working through me. Sometimes I told folks, listen, it's just God working through me right now. They don't quite get it yet, but they <laughs> sometimes it, it rang on them. Oh, you wouldn't do it on your own? No. I would be laying at home right now. I would be taking a nap right now. I'd be watching TV right now. I'd be doing this, that, and the other right now. But because of love, it's love. And it's not that, see, this love is, is supernatural. This love is divine. This ain't no regular love right here. Cause see, see, natural love, you can get caught up in feelings. I don't feel like doing this today. I mean, I mean, I feel like going to work every day. I mean, every day. Nobody raised their hand. Nobody ain't trying to, nobody, how many feel like going to school every day? I'm just, oh, I got one. Amen. Two. Glory to God. Wait till you get a little bit older. <laughs> Then there's going to be a change. But we do it out of love. Do it out of love. Let me tell you something. Let, 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 me, let me, before I go on to my next point, let me, let me say this to you. Sometimes you have to deal with tragic news because of love. It's not always easy, but you got to deal with news that's sometimes not always good. But you got to deal with it out of love. You can't get caught up in feelings, emotions. I remember that time somebody uh, stole something from me one time. I was hot. I was hot. Now, I'm telling you what the natural me wanted to do. The natural me wanted to beat him up. I'm not going to lie to you. And I was saved, too. I, I was, uh, I was um, I, yeah, I was pastoring at the time, too. Sure was. Sure was. But they stole from me, though. And um, I didn't feel like turning the other cheek 
What's some other scripture they tell you? Pray for those that despitefully use you and all that kind of stuff. Nah, they feel like none of that. Because, you know, it's not hard earned money. And when I, when, see, when you steal from me, person, I, I'm talking person, I think about you stole from my wife, you stole from my children. Oh, you, you, you about to go down. I come out down and I, 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 I'm going to lay hands, I'm going to lay hands, all right, but it ain't gonna be, it's going to be suddenly, all right. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be one of these back here. So, yeah, follow me. That's, that's what I was thinking. And so, fortunately for me, the person was not near me when I found out what happened. That was a blessing right there. I'm telling you right now, I, I do prison ministry. I understand why some people go to prison. I ain't going to lie to you. But they were not near me, so the Holy Spirit had time to deal with my heart. He dealt with my heart and helped me. Now, some of y'all probably can react real good when somebody steals from you. And you're like, well, Lord, just forgive them because they know not what they do and all that kind of stuff. But for me, oh, Lord, woo! I was hot. I ain't going to lie to you, I was hot. So, but you know, when I finally caught up with him, though, I had, to, I had to tell him, though. I said, man, as many times I helped you and you want to try to steal from me. Only reason you ain't going to jail right now because God dealt with my heart. He dealt with my heart. He told me not to press charge. I mean, that, that, now, hey, don't try me again now. <laughs> well, Pastor Dow, I still Pastor Dow, he ain't going to say nothing. Well, y'all to pray that I be saved when I find out. That's all. Because it might be a different story. <laughs> all right, here we go. Let's go on a little further. So, Got love track. No, yeah, I know where I'm at. Okay. Now, he loves us right where we are. Isn't that wonderful? He loves us right where we are. He desires to see us change for the better. We must imitate him and love others right where they are as well. And trust God for better in their lives. As spirit-filled believers, we must share the message of hope to believers and non-believers that we encounter. Now we are now we see in the text that God loves the world. He loves the world, the inhabitants of earth. Now, this ain't real deep, but I want to see a show of him. How many people are inhabit earth right now? This ain't real deep. No, let me trick you now. Let me see. I don't see your hand. You must be thinking something spiritual then. I mean, deep, deep in the mind. We, we inhabit earth right now. But God loved us enough that he sent his, he loved us enough that he, he loved the world. He loved the world. And we are inhabitants of the world. We are the human family, all of mankind that is alienated from God, the ungodly multitude. So when he says he loved the world, he loved ungodly people. Scripture's clear. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for the who? Ungodly. He, he died for the ungodly. So when we say that God loves the world, we say that God loves those that are saved just like he loves those that are not saved. The ones that are unsaved, they got an opportunity to what? Be saved. But they got to do it while they're here on the earth. They can't wait. No, I'll wait till I get to heaven and don't get saved. No, that don't, that don't happen. That ain't how the book is written. You got to get saved while you're on the earth. You got to make sure, I'm telling you something, that you got to make sure before you leave this earth that you in right standing with God. Before you get in right standing with a church or anybody else, I'm going to make sure I'm in right standing with God. 
right standing with our Savior, our Master, and everything. So when God gave his son, he had the inhabitants on the earth in mind. He had us in mind, and long story short, he had you in mind. He had your loved ones in mind. He had family in mind. He had co-workers in mind. He had friends in mind. He had us in mind. So when he gave, he had us in mind. Somebody say, thank God he had me in mind. Ooh-wee. Boy, what would your life be if God did not have you in mind? Can you imagine how jacked up our life would be if God did not have us in mind? When he gave scriptures, he gave it with us in mind. When he provide, when he made the earth and every, the fullness thereof, he had us in mind. Whew, that's why we eat every day, because he had us in mind. Let me, everybody take a breath and breathe out. Thank God for breathing, ain't it? Boy, you never lost your breath, but you don't appreciate it. I'm telling you, boy. I remember one time we went on the water, boy, couldn't find though. Couldn't find the stop. We're drinking water. Woo! But God's grace. But then I think, oh, thank God. You know, you start breathing funny, but when you, <laughs> you lost your, oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. It's a, it's a blessing to be able to breathe. It's a blessing to be able to breathe. So God gave us, mankind, the world, the inhabitants of the earth, those alienated from God, those ungodly multitudes, an opportunity to have a better life. Go to John 10.10. Even though we're in the season of celebrating our Savior's birthday, we don't know exactly when he was born, but we do know he was born. Is that right? The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief comes for a reason, too. He comes for a reason. But I like the fact why Jesus came. Jesus came that we may have life and that we may have it more abundantly. God came so we may have life. And why did he come? Because he loved us. He loved us. He still loves us. He still loves us right now. He loves us. That's why somebody say thank God for his love. Ooh-wee. So when we celebrate the birth of Christ, it's because of Jesus' love. It's because of his love. And so I'm not looking at what I can get. God has already given. I'm looking at what I can give. Because the giving going to change my living. Why? Because Jesus already sowed into me eternal life for those that will receive it. So I'm living an abundant life now. I'm just looking to keep it flowing. I'm just looking to keep it flowing. Who tells me I'm looking to keep it flowing? Who don't keep it flowing? Keep it flowing. Timothy testifies about God's love in 2 Timothy 1 and 7. Go to 2 Timothy 1 and 7. So when God gives, there's some things he don't give neither. So don't think everything that's out there that comes from that comes from God. Second Timothy one and seven. For God has not given us a spirit of what? God does not give fear. God does not give cowardice or timidity. He doesn't give that. But he gives us a sound mind, self control, a disciplined mind. He does that because he loves us. If you discipline, it's because of God's love. If you are got self-control, it's because of God's love. Now, some of you can admit there was a time in your life where you didn't have no control. 
There was a time in your life where the enemy could pull your string any way he wanted to. There was a time in your life where you could not, did not have the things that you wanted and you did anything you could in order to get it. But you learn how to depend on God. And you know because God loved you, he's going to supply every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Woo, thank God that he knows what I need. Boy, you know you need that job. Boy, God came right on time, didn't he? And boy, didn't when God you did that 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 money, God gave you that money right on time. And let me say this: the reason you got it is because He loves us. He does it out of what love. Are y'all seeing that? God loves us. I mean, God love is tremendous, but He is the ultimate giver. He's the ultimate giver. He's the ultimate giver. As we hear and obey God's word, we gain knowledge as well as understanding while to continually acknowledge the daily demonstrates his love. His love, because of his love, we got good health. Good health. It may not be perfect, but it's good health. Thank God for good health. You know what's, what's a blessing? As the Lord leads and you take an aspirin and that headache go away. Isn't that a wonderful? Boy, that's a blessing right there. Boy, you ever had pain and you took a pain medicine and as the Lord led and that pain went away? Or it subsided or it was not as bad as what it was? Boy, you, you thank God he led you that way. Thanking God for, see, not because he loves us, he also gives us things as wealth. Thank God for wealth. Thank God for, let me tell you something, we may not have the billions that we're going to have maybe tomorrow, but today we thank God for his wealth. Isn't it good to be able to sow in the good ground and reap a good harvest? Boy, have you seen how God has been changing our living because of our giving? But all, all because of his love. His love. Man, isn't it good to know? Let me tell you something. If you've if you, uh, you got a steady income, you ought to be grateful. 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 I'm talking about just saying, Lord, thank you. How do you tell God thank you when it comes to money? Give him his tithes and his offerings. Is that right? Now, you can say, God, well, you know, I really don't appreciate you because I'm still 10%. I don't know why 10% is such a big deal. Only place is a big deal when it comes to God. I've seen some sale papers over today. When they say 10% off, you know what I do with them? Chunk them. 10% don't mean nothing. Talk to me when it's 80, 90. I figure some, when they... And some people got a high opinion of their stuff anyway. So when they when they put it on sale, I need to see a real sale. A real sale. Because they, they think a lot of their stuff that's that different. I know when people want to get rid of stuff, they really put it on sale. Sometimes the sale ain't gonna be online or in the paper, you gotta go in the store and oh, they bargain. they really want to get rid of this right here. And I'm gonna help them too. <laughs> I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help. Not only God does that, but he also protects us. Protection is wonderful, y'all. Protection is wonderful. I'm talking about protection for things you can't see. Things you cannot see. Demonic spirits that are roaming about to and fro, seeking who they may devour, and God protects you from them. You know you could be in the middle of the store and walk right by them and not even know it. You could be in the middle of your meal, eating at a nice restaurant, and there'd be a demon spirit sitting in the booth right next to you. And God protects you from it. 
You could be in the midst of wherever you are, and there could be a demonic spirit. I'm talking about a horrendous demon spirit, and you wouldn't even know it's there. There could be a demon spirit looking in your house, wanting to get in, but they say, I can't get past these angels that encamped about them. Ooh, Boy, that's a good right there. I'm talking about you got angels that camped about your house. They looking, but they can't get in. Oh, that's a good place to clap right there, sister. Oh, I'm talking about, I'm talking about a demonic spirit looking in your house, said, I want to get them, but I can't because they got angels in camp around about them. You ride down the road. A demon spirit want to grab your stern wheel and take you and take your life, but God. Boy, you ain't never felt like a presence in your life sometimes. God will say, wake up now, wake up, wake up. Oh, I got two or three people that are real right here. Or sometimes you be distracted and you about to run into something and God will just get your attention right quick. Oh, man, you know we got divine protection. Because some be talking on the phone, some be listening to CD, some be looking at, at some down the road somewhere. And God say, oh, look, 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 look. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. You ever felt your foot, something like something grabbed your foot and put it on the brake even before you even knew it? I took your foot off the gas before you knew it. In fact, your foot was coming off the gas even before you were taking it off in your mind. God's divine protection. I'm telling you, God would do that for you. He'd do it for his children. Let me say, he'd do it for his children every day. Every day he does it for his children. Why? Because he loves us. God has given to us every day. And what's his motivation? Love. We said, Pastor, I, I was I was so good last week. I expected God to protect me. I don't tell that story. Cause for every day I'm good, they're about 15, 20 days. The wait, listen, the wait between me doing good and me being challenged in my goodness. Challenge good, you know, it's just it don't even, you know, it ain't close. I appreciate God's goodness. How many appreciate God's goodness? I'm telling you, man, God's been good to us. But he does it out of what? Love. He does it out of love. He does it out of love. Uh, we need to understand that. As believers, we need to face daily battles of fearfulness and uncontrollable thoughts and actions. Because of God's love for us, he has the power to remove those things that threaten our peace, our protection, and our prosperity. God protects our prosperity every day. This is what you got to understand. If the enemy had his way, you wouldn't have a dime in your pocket. If the enemy had his way. That's why John 10, 10, the enemy come to what? Steal, kill, and what? So now, we look at this. We, as we hear and obey God's word, we gain understand I continually thank God for what he does for us. He helps us. Let me tell you something. I need help with my conversations. I need help with my decision making. I need help with the way I think, the way I talk, and the way I act. How many can agree with that statement right there? Right, how many don't need help with the way you think, the way you talk, and the way you act? You just think good all the time. How many can admit you've had some thoughts come at your mind, and uh, you ain't necessarily proud of them thoughts that came before your mind, but you had them. And you ain't going to tell nobody, but we know you had them. You know what they are? The wiles of the devil. He send those thoughts in our minds, and we have to deal with them. I'm telling you, but, but God's love is helping us, though. How many can see how God's love is helping us throughout this text right here, where we were in? And this is because, for God so loved the world that he what? Gave. Thank God for God being a giver. Because he wouldn't have gave 
Think about where the world would be at right now. You know, we're not, we would not be right here right now. This might be a club for all we know. This could have been a hangout joint. This could have been a den of thieves right here. But we are in the house of God now. This, this, these 36 acres are God's acres because of what God is doing in our lives. Hallelujah to God. Now, when God gave his son, he had in mind the plan of salvation. So remember now, because when he gave his son, we were alienated from God. So when he gave, he had the, the plan of salvation in his mind. Why? So we can have everlasting life. We can have, see, he, he thought about our deliverance, our protection, our prosperity, which would cause those who are ungodly, who were the inhabitants of the earth at the time before they received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, because he wanted us to have everlasting life. He didn't want us to be separated from him. He wanted to be with us all the days of his life. That's why the decision to repent and accept Jesus Lord and Savior is an individual choice, but it must be done while you're on the earth. And all of that, you need to make sure you live it out all the days of your life. Now, let me, let me finish. I'm trying to do this in about five minutes or so. When you don't receive Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, notice what it says in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son to whoever believes in him. Now, notice it's, it's, it's almost subtle. In him should not perish. So evidently, if you don't receive Jesus, you're going to perish. What does perish mean? You are going to be destroyed. You're going to be rendered useless. You'll be given over to eternal misery and hell. You're going to be lost. You're going to be put away for eternity. When we reject the written and revealed word of God, we, we risk becoming useless and lost in God's kingdom. And this is interesting. He loves you, but his love is not like us. We may feel sorry for you. That's why some people get that doctrine where you're only going to go to hell for six months. Then you'll get out, you know, because you of your good deeds or you only did so much bad. I don't know where they get that from. I ain't found no scripture that will back that up. Listen, when you go to hell, that's forever. You ain't coming out. I don't care how. Listen, you may... Only thing you could have done, you could have been, you could have fed the homeless, you could have given all the clothes off your back and your wheel. You could have left all your money to this good organization. But if you don't receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, in hell you will lift up your eyes. Because you will perish according to the scripture. You will perish. Perish. Now, this is what you got to understand as well. As children of God, we can't reject God's word, his written or revealed word. Because if we do, we're in danger of perishing as well, becoming useless. Because that's why we got to be steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. First Corinthians fifteen fifty-eight. Go there real quickly. So as children of God, we can't reject God's word. Can't reject it. We can't listen. We listen. We got to take God's word and take heed to it. We got to take it and obey it. 
So when I, we talk about love today, we need to make sure we're operating in love. Now, we, we're, we're learning how to love, but it's going to take something for us to learn how to love, learn God, to love God's way. Therefore, he says, therefore, my beloved brother, be steadfast and be moved, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. Now, as we continue, now notice this. God loved the world that he gave. And because he gave, it has changed our living. Can y'all see, according to this text, how our life has changed because of what God did? God did it for us back on the cross at Calvary. And he did it because he loved us. Thank God for his love. Ooh, thank God for his love. And how many can see our life has changed for the better? Our life is so much better because of his love. Thank God. Let me tell you, God gave and our life is so much better. Our life has changed for the better. Some of us got peace that passes all understanding because of his love. Some of us, amen, listen, we can ride down the road in peace. People, they're being panicked. Around us, but we don't get in panic. Some people look at the news and believe everything the news tell them. Oh, the economy down. Oh, I believe that. Oh, we ain't gonna have some. I believe that. Oh, I, be- I believe everything they said, but some of us, we, ha- our news is the good news of Jesus Christ. That God will provide every one of his, for every one of his children according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Oh, they ain't got no cure for this. Oh, my God is Jehovah Raha, the Lord thy God that he lived in. Sickness and disease has no place in our body. Oh, I don't know how we're going to make it. Oh, he's doing exceedingly, abundantly, above anything uh, according to the power that worketh in us. I don't know if God can, if we're going to be protected from this. Oh, he got divine protection going on for us. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you're doing exceedingly abundantly. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you are providing every need. Thank you, Lord, for doing what you're doing for us. Because you love us with unconditional love. We don't live according to the world's standard. We live according to his standards. And our life has a higher quality. It is superior. It is more excellent. It's finer. Because, listen, we think a lot better than we used to think because of God. We don't get upset like we used to get upset. We don't get mad like we used to get mad. We don't, listen, we don't worry like we used to worry because of what Jesus is doing in our lives. If we continue to follow the example that our God has given us, it's going to change the way we live. Let's face it, it's already doing that, isn't it? It's already doing that. Isn't it amazing? You go on a, on a job or a place of employment or your business and you got, you say, well, God's going to make it work, work for us. They be wondering how you gonna do it. Oh, God doing it for me. Everybody on the job, they be talking, they talking about laying off. They talking about laying off. Oh, well, gosh, well, they can do what they want to do. God still gonna apply my need. Y'all just a resource. God can use somebody else's source. I say, you know, you gonna stay on this job forever. Well, God say so, I will. But if not, I'm gonna move on. Are y'all following me? You, you're not dependent upon that kind of stuff. Cause people try to put fear in you to keep you in bondage. But God said, you know what? Oh, don't you, look. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a, he's doing it for Why? Why is he doing it? What's his motivation? It's out of love. And as we continue to receive his love, let us not forget to share his love. 
Let us not forget to share his love. When If God loved you the way he did, listen, since God is showing us how much he loved us and how much he still loves us and how we continue to love us, let's share this love with others as he leads. Let's share it with our family. Let's share it with loved ones. Let's share it with coworkers. Let's share it with individuals we come across in the street. Whoever God leads you to, share your, share his love. God loves me. Yes, he loves you. But you don't know what I did. God knows what he did. You did. You thought about doing it and he still loves you. Let, let me tell you, don't never get confused about God's love. God loved us while we were sinners. He, this is the thing. He knew every sin you committed. And he still loved us. So why were we going to tell somebody, you need to clean your act up before, before you can see God's love? He, you didn't, oh, you didn't have to do it. Oh no, you didn't have to clean your act up before God loved you. He loved you right where you are. And that love has caused your life to be better. And God can do the same thing for people around you too. Amen? God's love has, made, has given, changed our life for the better. Thank you for your patience. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at occvr.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.